It's Tuesday, June 23rd, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show. Today we talk about hashtag cancel Kimmel, Mia Khalifa's perspective on the adult film industry, the maturity of 21-year-olds, we taste some gringos blazing sauces, the Daily Dose with me, Jen Grant, and more. And we kick it off with the word man of Alcatraz. Listen to yourself. Imitation always fails. Don't listen to yourself. Character prevails. If you must pretend, I must beware. For not all are friends who would speak to you fair. I'm a night creature. I got all the right features. And I don't need a teacher. Because I got an inner preacher. There's plenty of time, but you don't want to unwind. Because you're afraid what you'll find swimming around in your mind. On closer inspection. You can see it's a lie, cause you want the resurrection, but you don't want to die. Imitation always fails. Imitation, imitation, imitation always fails. Imitation, imitation. It takes a long time to fully realize when they're messing with your mind and when they're telling you lies. It's identification by association. For the procreation of alienation They make it sound good They make it sound right Oh, but they don't have to live the rest of your sweet little life I don't need to feel sexy Cause my mind protects me So the culture can't vex me And then pretend that it accepts me Cause I got the power And it's the power to choose And so I put it to use To avoid the abuse Imitation always fails Imitation Imitation, imitation always fails. Imitation, imitation, imitation always fails. Imitation, imitation, imitation. Everybody's moping because society's groping, but there's no sense in hoping if your eyes aren't open. They called me a dreamer when I was in school And now my dreams are still alive I ain't nobody's fool I was the only one in my class And they said I would not pass But I wasn't there to learn fast Cause I'm here to last I got high expectations for all situations And it gives me frustrations But it has its occasions when I'm alone I don't need to speak I'm close to the bone I know just what I mean Imitation always fails. Imitation, imitation, imitation always fails. Imitation, imitation. Everybody hears voices and we all make choices, but the world rejoices when the heart makes noises. It's the same in every land. So learn this if you can. It's always the simple man who is the hardest one to understand. It only hurts when I laugh. And they laugh when I hurt, but you won't find my path printed on a t-shirt. So here's an advertisement calling all wise men. Open up your eyes, man, you're being sterilized. You was made in the image, but the job ain't finished. It don't matter what your sin is when your love is diminished. I don't need to progress. I don't need to achieve. 
I don't want my success to be some kind of normality. Cause I'm persuaded, not faded, can't be infiltrated, sedated, mutated by the soul, fisticated. Cause I know what I like, and I like what I know. And there's no good music on the radio. Imitation always fails. Imitation, imitation, imitation always fails. Imitation, imitation, imitation always fails. Imitation, 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 imitation. Why don't we do a take Taz, wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Votary. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delaseppi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am I yeah. doing? Julian Dion Comedy, Comedy Hour. You're podcast. listening to the... Fuck some <laughs> See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Not really. I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. Eh? <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA System. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show You and me below Just like the flowers Laughing all day long People I need to lose Sing a little song Then take a shower Julian Dion It's a a show It's not an hour, it's a show Okay Whoops Glad you noticed. The recording is starting now. Okay. So for those on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more, good morning. Good morning. You didn't miss much other than my hi hi. Hey, it's a waste of time. Mike Bennett Wheat continues. Wheat. Gluten-free Mike Bennett continues. Mike Bennett. Mike Bennett. Holy Bennett. shit. Be- I know. Bennett. Thank you. <laughs> Continues with... Um, every day I'm going to play a pre-show by one of his... What do you call them? Pseudonyms? Mm-hmm. He's got uh, Michael Bennett. Mike Bennett. Garage Baby. Mr. Bennett, his crooner album. That's the version of Waste of Time that you hear at the end of the show. The word man of Alcatraz, Miguel Benitez, and Michel Benoit. No. <laughs> yes. Michel Benoit, he he just made up as a joke once because we were talking about 
on the phone the other day about about French stuff and uh, but he has done some stuff under Miguel Benitez I believe anyway he's got an insane body of work and catalogs so every day I'll play something and that was from the word man of Alcatraz imitation always fails off the top can't talk this morning. I have a brand new sign behind me. Check it. I have to figure out the placement of it. Because it's... it's. I mean, I have a very limited space here. It's a small... You'll have to swivel to see it. Yeah. Gringo's Blazing Sauces, of course, our sponsor once again today. Can you move your mic so that you can see it for a second? I'll just do the show from here. Gringo's Blazing <laughs> Sauces is our sponsor today. <laughs> what if I did this with a hot mic? If I crank the gain up. Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Oh, it actually works this far. Why do I eat the mic so much? What if I just, the whole episode. Gringo's Blazing Sauces is our sponsor. And today we'll be testing some, some sauces. Sauce. I've got a few hot sauces here to my right, and I've got a few salsas. There's barbecue sauces. There's a lot. I'll I'll do some. I'm not gonna do all of them because it's gonna take five hours to taste this. Yeah, and it gets redundant hearing me just. Mm, 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 <laughs> yeah, that one's good. Mm, I taste the tomatoes in this one. Ugh, the noise! That noise is so gross. You're gross. <laughs> hey. Obviously not. Oh shit. Okay. Anyway, so we'll be getting on the or getting Doug. Douglas Knight on the phone shortly. Love it. In about, oh, I don't know, two hours from now. Mm. <laughs> How you doing, Gen Z? Did you have a good sleep? Yeah, pretty good. Did I sleep talk? No, no sleep talking. Hmm. I know now Now we don't know what's what. Because yesterday, uh, Jen asked me in the morning, or she said, well... At least I didn't sleep talk last night, and uh, I said, mm-hmm, and then brought <laughs> it up on the air. <laughs> I re-listened to it. It's funny. It's your your reaction's genuine. So I'm going to reveal more secrets on the air. I'm scared. <laughs> There's certain things that happen in our life that I'm like, that is not going to be talked about on the podcast. Well, yesterday when you were pooping, I was thinking, Ha-ha. get it? By the way, thanks for being with us. If you are uh, watching live on Facebook, we appreciate you being there. Give us a share or like. It helps, makes a difference. Even if you're not watching this live, even if it's uh, the replay, which the bulk of our views come from the replay, feel free to react to it. Mm-hmm. Give us a little reaction. We see it. A little share. We see it and we, we like it. We see it. We like it. And more importantly, it, it puts it out there. It's Here, I'm going to go react right now just to encourage yeah. everybody. Why don't you react to it? I do. Is this shirt too busy? I'm wearing like a Hawaiian... Uh, Not at all. No? Hmm. I, I like it. Anyway, so that's it. That's the show. Good night, everybody. Har har. Har har. Today there's a canceled Jimmy Kimmel party happening. Everybody's getting canceled, and now it's Jim Kim's time. What do you mean? Turn to be canceled. Well, cancel culture. Jimmy, par- Jimmy Kimmel is over party. Mm-hmm. Cancel Jimmy Kimmel. Cancel Kimmel on hashtag on uh, hashtag cancel Kimmel on Twitter. It's trending for a few reasons. One of them is in a 2009 interview with Megan Fox. She described that 
she was an extra in the Bad Boys movie. And Michael Bay. Well, let me see if I can play it. I should again. I should have queued it up. Well, I keep waking up too late. Today the alarm went off at five thirty. I thought it was five. Mm. And uh, I've been a half hour late doing everything. It really it it's not worth sleeping in because then it's like scrambling. It's for what? For an extra half hour sleep? Yeah, it's not worth it. What does that do? But it would do so much if you got up. Uh, yeah, I you guess. You know what I mean? Compared to the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Compared to lying there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to give me more rest. Exactly. And snooze is a joke. Mm-hmm. Here, have a s- nine-minute sleep. Well, while you're doing that, uh, remember when we, we as a unit, because we're not our own people anymore, we, 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 but we just, we listened to that audiobook on a drive one time, I think. It was the five-second rule. Yes, Jen Robbins. Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a good book. It's a good book. I think about, when I think about the snooze, I think of her because it's very simple advice, but she wrote a whole book on it because it is something that if you hesitate too long when you want to do something, you'll not do it and therefore be unproductive. Yeah. And it's really simple, but she changed her life uh with a five-second decision. It's a really good book. I highly recommend it. That audio book is ridiculous. They didn't edit it, and it's just out there. So she's making all, all these mistakes. It's weird, eh? It's so weird. She'll be like, you know... She'll even the, the lines, yeah. She'll be like, if you give yourself more than five seconds, your brain will... No. If you give yourself more than five seconds, your brain will convince your body to... to no, if you c- and it's in there, it's in the audiobook. Know, it's, it's so weird. weird. It's a good audiobook because she reads it. She doesn't read it like she's reading a book. She's she she, she reads it like she's talking to you, which is really great. Well, I yeah, I don't love her voice after a while. Bugs me, even though I don't know some. Pe- I don't know. It's funny, eh? Like some some voices I really like, and you can see. I think reading. Reading audiobooks is one of those things that you don't realize how much talent it actually by Amazon and boo. And apologize. Boo. Sorry. What? The the audio once again cut out. Oh shoot. Yeah, we're back. Okay. It just you didn't miss much. What were you saying about Amazon? You love it? <laughs> no, Aud- Audible is is owned by Amazon, so I don't love that, oh. but they have great customer service and you can return books if you want to. And I've actually returned books because the narrator's voice is so annoying. The laugh. I know, that was weird. <laughs> so annoying. Shut up. Cake, are you ready? Yes. To talk about or show a clip? Yeah, I am. Okay. Technology. My computer is so hot. It's You're going like to get a new one, huh? It's burning. Yeah. Should I... Tell you, Elite Cormier says go to bed earlier. That's why you're not getting up. But we go to bed oh, early. Oh, geez, we go to bed at nine. What are we supposed to do? Go to bed at seven? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could actually, our original plan was to get into bed by 8.30 so that you can kind of read, wind down, and fall asleep by nine. That would be good. Then yeah. there'd be like zero excuse to get up at five. Oh, there'd be an excuse. You're sleep talking. Uh, anyway, this is the clip. One of the reasons that Cancel Kimmel is, is trending. 
Megan Fox talking about how she is. First, first, I read the description. It said, you know, Jimmy Kimmel laughs and sexualizes 15-year-old Megan Fox. I think that's a bit of a reach, but you be the judge. Oh, shit. I had just turned 15. First time I ever worked with him, actually. I had just turned 15. She's talking about Michael Bay, by the way. Sorry. Go ahead. First time I ever worked with him, actually. I had just turned 15, and I was an extra in Bad Boys 2. Really? And Yeah, they were shooting this club scene, and they brought me in, and uh, I was wearing a Stars and Stripes bikini and a red cowboy hat and, like, six-inch heels. And uh, he approved it, and they said, you know, Michael, <laughs> um, she's 15, so you can't sit her at the bar, and she can't have a drink in her hand. So his solution to that problem was to then have me dancing underneath the waterfall getting soaking wet. And that... Perfectly wholesome? At 15, I was in 10th grade. So that's, wow. that's sort of a microcosm of how Bay's mind... Okay, he's joking here, obviously, when he says perfectly wholesome, by the way. Yeah. You pick up on that, right? Of well, course. no, but that was that was some some fucking crazy social justice warriors on Twitter were like, he says perfectly wholesome and then laughs. Yeah, because he's being sarcastic. I know. All getting soaking wet. And that... <laughs> Perfectly wholesome? At 15, I was in 10th grade. So that's, <laughs> wow. that's sort of a microcosm of how Bay's mind works. It, it, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's really a microcosm of how all our minds work. But oh, okay. some, some of us have the decency to repress those thoughts. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's a... In the context of her being 15, that's a tricky one. Yeah. That's a tricky one. I think I think it, it's confusing because she's talking about the story. Wait, wait, wait. Who you're a woman who asked you to speak just now? Ha ha ha. ha, ha. Um but she's at that age, he's talking to her at that age. You know what I mean? But yeah. she's talking about a story when she's 15. Yeah. So she's what tw- in her 20s there probably? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. So if He's looking at her in her 20s. I mean, definitely. 20s. I was thinking maybe older, but definitely in her 20s. At least 20s. So she, he's talking to her at that age, looking at her, and he's thinking, you know what I mean? So, But in reference to when she's 15, I don't think all men look at 15-year-olds that way. This is also the person that was host of The Man Show, which had... Excuse me. The end credits were women bouncing on trampolines. Women in bikinis bouncing on trampolines. Who I was mean, the host of the man show? Jimmy Kimmel, oh, back, okay. back in the day. But people change and evolve. I mean, he's obviously, he's embarrassed by that. He's addressed that a bunch of times. And uh, and also, were those women on trampolines 15? No, but not that, to that's, say that's still not ridiculous. No, still I know it is. Defying women, like, I know hey, it is. But we're talking about fifteen. It, that's I, of course. I I I agree a hundred percent. I'm just saying how he's evolved over the years. You know, right? Someone put it put it uh, because he's also now coming under fire for a 1996 sketch where he plays Snoop Dogg and he drops the N bomb. And many years ago, he's also done blackface in sketches. Hmm. A lot of comedians have. Jimmy Fallon recently came under fire for 2000, year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> in the year 2000. Remember that Conan sketch? Do you mm-hmm, know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, for, for doing blackface in his sketch, and Jamie Foxx came out in defense. He said it's a sketch. 
at the time it was it was more acceptable you know especially in a sketch setting or whatever and you have nothing to apologize for so Kimmel is facing the same kind of backlash 1996 is a long time ago and yes back then it's it's wrong we agree with that it's awful and and nobody's doing blackface anymore because it's it's not okay mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. for the obvious reasons but some i heard someone put it uh, this way and i'm paraphrasing they said it was okay with people 20 years ago but it's not okay in 2020 it's not okay that it was okay with people 20 years ago you know people are are holding up Mm-hmm. certain artists to what they've done years ago and I don't know I know it seems like everybody I and then a Joy Behar thing came up where she did blackface in a sketch it's like can can we just evaluate these people on what they've done now I agree I mean even when were they doing now rather if you watch Superman the movie Superman can you get more wholesome than Superman and there's a part in it where there's a cat in a tree or something. And, and the way that the man is talking to his wife, I think it was. Uh, you watch older films and you see how inappropriate they are. Mm-hmm. But no one's making films like that now because we've learned to do better. We've learned how to be better. So now there's no excuse for it. But then that was a mainstream family film and no one blinked an eye at that scene i'd like i'll look into it and find out what i'm talking about specifically but you know what i mean you watch old films and you're like whoa even eddie murphy you see eddie murphy's stand up and how inappropriate he is at the time now that that also was inappropriate that was racy then he swore so much but it was mostly the, all the swearing and the f words and everything else in his stand up. It was less. Oh, you mean delirious? Like yeah. The first, yeah, delirious. the first thirteen minutes does not age well. No. And but nobody's calling to cancel Eddie Murphy because it was of the times, and you realize, okay, this doesn't age well, and it's it's. Um, and also, this stuff happened on TV. It's not like Jimmy Kimmel was at home on a, a, yeah. a, a, at a private party doing blackface. Making right. this is network television. It's you know how hard it is to get stuff on network television. How many hoops you have to jump through to get it approved? Mm-hmm. Why aren't the producers and the the network executives being called True. to cancel? It's not like Jimmy Kimmel can pull a fast one. This it's not live. It's pre-taped. You know what I mean? Why are these situations not being addressed? Either a at the time or b with all of the other people that are out of that have approved this stuff. Yeah, and don't you think we all can cringe looking back on some of the things we said that were inappropriate? Thank God there was no, even though I'm not a celebrity or anything like that, just thank God there was no cameras or anything when I was 19, 20 years. I mean, jeez, the embarrassing stuff. We didn't know. Like, I mean, it's not, I don't know how to. You evolve. People change. I remember being young. I don't even know if I want to tell it. Careful, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like basically. Uh, I'll get canceled. No, but it's funny because you're like glad there's no cameras from when I was, but you're about to retell it, and now it'll be recorded. <laughs> well, it was I know, but it was more a point of how I've evolved, and we yeah, all evolve and change. I and mean, society does w- w- as we, a whole. We we are a result of our times when when you were 
the way we act and mm-hmm. think and you know Jimmy Kimmel wasn't a trailblazer by doing these things these blackface or stuff it was just a, a and it's awful it, it's just a mark of the times but yeah. things have changed since then including Jimmy Kimmel yes like him or not i mean you got to stand up for for the fact that people evolve and change we were all idiots 20 years ago no matter what age you were 20 years ago you stood for different values you had different Opinions on things completely a bit different. Mm-hmm. Shit, I lost my train of thought. I, I <laughs> wanted to add, add something. Damn it, it might come back. Oh, I hate that. Especially when you're really fired up. Damn it. I know, and then you you're really trying. You're really fired up. You really want someone to see what you're what you're saying, and then you, your argument looks so weak, flimsy, because you're like. Oh, I don't even know what I was going to say. Shit. It was right there. I, I should know. write things down. I have a piece of paper in front of me, and <laughs> I should just write it, like mm-hmm. write a word down. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, cancel, cancel culture 20 years ago. Things that you said that... Shit. Oh, yes. People were saying, oh, how is it because Jimmy Kimmel is set to host the Emmys in September? How is it that Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars... And Jimmy Kimmel still gets to uh, host the Emmys. Hmm. Racism much? I've seen a lot of this on Twitter this morning. Kevin Hart stepped down from hosting the Oscars because he refused to apologize again for something he apologized for years ago. He made some homophobic homophobic remarks on Twitter 10, 12 plus years ago. He's addressed it a few times before and apologized and expressed how he's evolved and changed. And so when it came up again after he was after it was announced he would host the Oscars, he said, I'm not addressing this again. I'm not apologizing again. I've done it more than once. So I refuse. So he went on this I refuse to apologize apology tour. And because of that, they gave him an ultimatum. They said, either you apologize or you can't be the host of the Oscars. And he said, you know what? As much as it's a dream of mine, I've, I'm stepping down. So it's not like they made the decision to. I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel will apologize. He's. I mean, he. Anytime there's a a, a big event, he comes on air and cries. You know. So I'm sure he is going to apologize. But that it. You know, the Oscars and Emmys thing is not a proper comparison unless he refuses to apologize and still hosts the Emmys. Then you're talking apples and apples. But otherwise, I don't know. People mm-hmm. just want. People want to be right and uh, woke, mm-hmm. so social justice. Where I'm really getting sick of it. Well, what's what's wrong with Apollo? Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But now that we're talking about the Kevin Hart thing again, I think he's a really it seems like a great guy. I don't know him personally, obviously, but I I do think that it wouldn't hurt to apologize again, only because like who cares? Like it's just. It's just a nice thing to reiterate. Yeah, I think he did come back around on that and say, "Okay, I should have maybe apologized." But yeah, why not? Because for the it, third it, time. But at first, he was just pissed off because he was it. like, "Guys, I've addressed this many times yeah. and I've apologized publicly mm-hmm. and explained how sorry I am for those tweets and how I've evolved and and that's an old version of me and uh, I've mm-hmm. I've clearly made strides in my personal development. I don't want to address it again. I want to nip it in the bud." 
But by doing that, it actually brought more attention to it. And exact. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's it's amazing to me that you know most of I would say that most well who who the hell knows I would say the most most of the people that I hang out with are are pretty woke I would say but you go to small towns when doing stand up you'll do like I'll do like a small town fundraiser you and I went to one that somebody in the audience said something so inappropriate in deep river and it's shocking it's sho- absolutely shocking how disgusting some people behave and yeah. uh, in terms of race in terms of women women's rights and everything and i i just it, it is shocking so in some ways i'm not i'm not upset that this is being talked about so much because it some people do need to be hit over the head so to speak about this message you and i and most people we hang out with don't because we just naturally are evolving and I feel are evolved people but there are some people that really need to hear this over and over and over and over and over like yeah. like children just need to hear this message over and over to change <coughs> Donald Trump Jr. hit back perfect example <laughs> Donald Trump Jr.? no Donald Not, Trump yeah. yeah I actually like I don't agree with a lot of his politics and, and stuff but I uh, Donald Trump Jr. is very entertaining on Twitter and interviews that he does on the radio and such i um it's okay you can't even admit things now you know what i i I find he's uh, entertaining i actually had his audio book i don't agree with a lot of stuff no donald trump jr 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 well i didn't know yet no i'm not saying that to you i'm i'm saying that to uh to clarify i wasn't like audiobook yeah he has one oh i didn't realize that yeah and uh, it's funny. Again, I don't agree with a lot of the, a lot of what he says, but his takes are just hilarious, and he doesn't pull any punches. But and he's very funny on Twitter. But anyway, he he hit back hard on on coming back on Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, he is Donald Trump's son. Let's not forget that. But uh, because Donald Trump, when he had Tom Tom Ar- Arnold, claims to have tape from the Apprentice days of Donald Trump using the N word. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump Jr. And Jimmy Kimmel was really trying hard to get the tapes released. Did I say Don- Jimmy Kimmel? Did okay. I say that right? I don't think so. Did I say John- Donald Trump Jr.? I think so. Oh. Jimmy Kimmel was trying to get the tapes released. He was he had Tom Arnold on his show pretty much for this reason only. The tapes never came out. And so Donald Trump Jr. is saying how hypocritical it is, you know, that that how hard he was trying to get these tapes of the president using the N-word on the set of The Celebrity Apprentice. The only thing I'll say to that is is Jimmy Kimmel is not the president. He's a comedian. Well, he's a, he's a, he's a host. Anyway, it's not right in any way, but not mm-hmm. really the same. Again, not really uh, apples the and apples. The Snoop Dogg thing that he did? Yeah. Hmm. In '96, I'd like to see what Snoop Snoop Dogg has to say because Snoop has been on Kimmel countless times since then. Like, so he, what, he goes at least ex- once a year. He's on Kimmel. What? Can you explain what Jimmy Kimmel was doing in the sketch again? Is the context? He was doing an context? impression of Snoop Dogg. He was playing Snoop Dogg in a sketch, 
and either lip syncing or singing one of his songs and dropped uh, some end bombs. Was it in the lyrics? I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. See, that's exactly. interesting, right? Because if he's doing a Snoop Dogg song, those are in the, that n- word is in the lyrics. I still wouldn't go there because of it. Just it, it just no matter what the context is, a white person saying that word. It just doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't no fly. But if he's doing a sketch and impre- you know, and it's Snoop Dogg's words, his lyrics, you know, that context does matter. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. And al- also, Snoop Dogg would have been aware of this, and he's done Kimmel probably forty times since then. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Interesting. It's good. It's good to talk about. Speaking of Trump, I addressed, or we just touched on the clip where he says, you know, he tell he told people to stop testing so much. This is why the internet is is not the best place to get information. That clip is taken totally out of context. I listened, watched to most of his Tulsa rally, mm-hmm. just to see, and he was very clearly joke, clearly joking. When he said that, he was talking about how the states have more done more testing than any other country. Like uh, twenty five, they've tested over twenty five million people. He's saying other countries are around five million or so. He said they're testing, they're testing, and he goes, "I was like, you know, a very much tongue in cheek, being sarcastic, joking. I was, all these tests are happening, and so the more you test, the more cases you're gonna." get so i said guys stop the testing like it's making us look bad as a joke it's when you watch the whole thing listen i'm no i'm no fan of trump right i'm not again context context but what happened was these super left-wing people just clipped the uh it start the clip starts with with uh the more you test the more cases you're gonna get and i told people stop testing guys Uh, and then he goes on so it really looks out of context. It looks evil and insane, which you still shouldn't when the, your country's in a full-blown pandemic and you're the worst country in the world as far as coronavirus or COVID-19 cases, cases go. Yeah. You're number one by a lot. It's it's no real time to joke about it when people are dying. No. But he was obviously very, very obviously joking when I watched the full thing, I'm like, oh, shit. Because yesterday I just played the clip that I saw from super left-wing people circulating this. Oh, he's evil. I'm going to throw up. I can't believe he said this. We got him on tape. And then I watched the whole thing. I'm like, shit, I should have watched the whole thing before commenting. Again, I don't, I'm don't. i no Trump fan. I'm no. If I lived in the States, I wouldn't vote for him, obviously. He's a buffoon and uh, whatever, all that. But I just have to say that you know, I helped because if some some if if somebody wasn't aware of that and they just heard this on the show, us talking about it, they go, oh, "Did you hear what Trump said that he's been discouraging people to to test and telling people to stop testing?" And this and that's just how that shit um, spreads. You know what? We would maybe see it in a different way if he was wearing a mask. Like show that you, you know. Of course, I mean he, he's if an he it, acted, of course. if he acted, you know, if he acted conscientiously, 
a little bit more and then you hear that you can go well it was a clip taking out of context but it's like well he should anyway it's just so frustrating but can i ask something very unrelated that is important right now yep did you take that croissant out of the oven oh shit no okay i'm gonna go take it out damn it thank you because i could smell i was like go go quick quick (laughs) i don't think it's on fire it's okay anyway so yeah that trump clip again no fan of trump but that that it just goes to show how annoying the internet can be, how can how people can take things out of context, and to to um, support their own narrative and just spread that. And oh my god, because I believe that right away when I saw that, I'm like, look at this psychopath talking about this, and it was very obviously a joke. Now, obviously, it's no time to joke about this when, like I said, you're the number one country for. Corona cases. Are people even calling it Corona anymore? COVID cases. So it was a bad joke, but it was obviously a joke. It wasn't this big, oh, evil, fuck thing. We we caught him on tape moment, and it was beautiful that the internet trolled them. The youth trolled them, and they had between eight hundred thousand and a million requests for tickets at his rally in Tulsa over the weekend. Which so they set up a big stage outside and everything, and then they had the arena holds nineteen thousand, and they had about six thousand people in attendance. So mm. actually less than a third. Yesterday I said on air I think it was like half full. It was less than a third full, and they were expecting eight hundred thousand to a million. That's how many requests they got. That never triggered this might be a troll because why would you get that many requests for tickets in a place like Oklahoma or Tulsa, you know? That's Trump's ego seeing that going. Yeah. Oh, and they yeah. play uh, all over the radio and on YouTube. They're playing clips of the week leading up to it and how he's bragging of all these requests. And Hilarious. Uh, th- it was just, it was this trend on TikTok. All these young people. And these youth um, trolled them. They they reserved all these tickets, and so there was nobody outside because there was this big overflow stage. He was he was set to do two speeches: his rally inside, then come out and address the people that couldn't make it in the audience. And obviously, there wasn't one single person outside because there was only about six thousand, just over six thousand people inside. And that's very 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 funny. But was it as popular on TikTok as bam 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 Hey, if everybody's wondering, you might be on the edge of your seat. The croissant is very well done. Shit, is it? It still looks good. Well, it's I wrapped it in foil and tin foil. Well, that's good. It still looks good. It's just really, it's going to be really crunchy. It'll still be delicious. Yeah. I mean, it's a croissant for God's sakes. Croissants, am I right? Hi. Mia Khalifa. Do you know who that is, Jen? No. Should I? I'm embarrassed. Should I? She was the number one porn star on Pornhub. I'm glad I don't know. When, um, I think, like, still. I'm usually really on top of that. (laughs) Well, (sighs) hold on. Let me, let me. Kidding. Uh, I know Debbie does Dallas. (laughs) I know Ron Jeremy. All of your porn stars are from 1984. I know. Who else do I know? I literally don't know anybody else. She's uh, a Mia Khalifa is a Lebanese porn, a former 
very short-lived porn actress. And I think to this day, she still is number one or number two. She wins the Pornhub top actress. What is quote it about unquote. her? Like, she could act? Is she really getting character? No. The thing Does about she use her... Technique or? She was born in 1993, so she's 20, 27 years old. But she did porn when she was 21 for three months only. Okay. It ruined her life. She, because she's now, um, she's on TikTok and stuff, and she'll comment on people that are, some people will, will debate doing porn and stuff, like jokingly, and she's like, don't do it. It's ruined, it's ruined her life. And people don't realize because she's still, four or five years later, the number one downloaded, I don't think people download porn, but the number one streamed porn star. And she can't get it off. It's just staying there. Oh, she could get it off. That's why she was so popular. Har, har, har. So, uh, uh, Mia Khalifa, she was 21. She did porn for three months. I think she was in a total of 12 scenes. And she made, this is how much money she made, $1,200. No. Yes. And still to this day for, for with all the recognition. Anyway, she's trending now because she has these TikToks going, and this is sad. Like, she really wants to advocate against. She is advocating against the porn industry and against discouraging young girls to to get into it. And this just goes to show that you know nothing when you're 21. You think you do. You really think you do. We know 21 year olds. They're like, oh, I'm an adult now, and their opinions are so so much conviction. And you're like, oh my god, just wait. 10 years. I know. And you'll look back on your 21-year-old twit self and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I thought I knew the, how the world ran. Yeah. I look back at the things I said and thought when I was 21, and <laughs> what an idiot. But anyways, she posted this thing yesterday on TikTok where she's just kind of like sitting. It's all like these cutaway shots of her just sitting and looking off in the distance. And she goes, that hourly disassociative attack from remembering hundreds of millions of people's only impression of you is solely based on the lowest, most toxic, most uncharacteristic three months of your life when you were 21. Like it's ruined her life. Yeah. And then she recently tweeted someone because people were going hard at her on Twitter. Some people defending her. Some people going like, you know, she was she knew what she was getting into. She belongs in the streets and all this garbage. And someone tweeted, Mia Khalifa literally got death threats. So, yeah, she's definitely giving a good advice there. And then she replied, got death threats. Check. Lost my family. Check. Lost my sense of privacy. Check. Lost the right to my body. Check. Lost my dignity. Check. Lost my mental health. Check. No chances at first impressions. Check. Few brands will work with me. Check. Makes my marriage harder. Check. I worry about the future of my kids. Check. Mm. So... So she's 27 now and dealing with this. Think of a three-month period, how that's just a blip in your life. And think of the dumb shit you've done. Like, take Mm -hmm. any three-month period in your early 20s, and most of it was dumb. Imagine that haunting you forever. It's just out there. There's nothing she can do. Oh, that's awful. It will be out there forever. And now, many years later, as she deeply regrets this, she keeps winning... (laughs) She's always in the top five most downloaded porn stars on Pornhub. People love her. People love her work. People love what she's done. Anyway. So what is, I was trying to find her on TikTok. Is it 
M I A K H A L I F A. Yep. Anyway. Sad. It just goes to show how you really know nothing when you're 21 years old and you really think you do. That's that's yeah. the funny that's the funny part is when you have a conversation with the 21, 22-year-olds and for the most part Oh yeah. you're just like what an idiot, but they're so convinced like something happens when you're like 19, 20 19 to or 20 just something clicks you go i'm an adult now i understand life and then you start spitting out these opinions yeah, and point of views and you're like you are an idiot i know i was like that of i remember course, of course me too i remember being like that the only thing that i can say about that that is positive is at the time it's very freeing because i look back on that and i think i was so not aware of any anything else except for myself that whole ignorance is bliss thing i was very happy i was an idiot but i was very happy because i was like just free i didn't give a shit yeah i know at all so i mean yeah i would never want to be like that again but i look back and i think there's something when you what people who don't care about what other people think at all yeah and are not empathetic at all are in some ways the happiest people because they're just like i don't know just because if you start to look around at the world and the things that are really hard for other people it's it becomes more of a sad you know actually when i was 21 i was living with doug of gringo's blazing sauces and my buddy justin 21 22 and I remember having these big philosophical opinions and oh my, what an idiot when I think back. <laughs> Honestly, I <You're> just, embarrassed. <laughs> yes, I will never repeat those things, but I was sure I understood life. We've come I was full circle. convinced. Well, We've come full circle because how? we were talking about how so often we're ashamed of things in the past. But oh it, yeah. It means, just means that we're growing up. We're all growing up as a society, as people, as individuals. We really are. We really. It is embarrassing thinking back. <laughs> it's it's mortifying, and to think, what and what's mortifying is not really the thoughts that I had or the opinions that I expressed. It's the conviction behind yeah, them. Yeah. It's knowing I I was like planting my feet on the ground, going, "This is how life works." I know. Listen up, Oof. children and older people. I figured it out at twenty one. That's the embarrassing part because we know. we all have opinions that change and stuff over time. That's fine, but it's the 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 I know this to be true, and yeah. l- people should be listening to me. That's the embarrassing part. I know, but th- another thing that I admire about my younger self was the ability to really feel everything, uh, so wholeheartedly, like. For instance, we're watching, as everyone knows, we're re-watching Sopranos and we're getting to the end of it now. We're in season six and I'm already starting to grieve uh, this being over. I was grieving in season four. I know. I'd never want the Sopranos universe to end. I know. And you know it will. But there's that character, AJ, he's about about 21 in it now, uh, maybe uh, around that age. 20, they say, yeah. He's 20. So he's, and you can see he's going through something right now, a heartbreak. And it brings me back to when I was that age too, because everything, you feel everything so intensely when you're that age. Like everything is so dramatic. You think no one understands. You don't get it. 
<laughs> I know. When you you're that what? age, it's so dramatic. It's actually the first time in the series that I kind of like sympathize with I him know. And, and like him. Yeah. When he goes on the construction site. <laughs> <laughs> when they're broken up, and I mean, spoiler alert, I guess, the series ended 13 years ago, but spoiler, well, I, this is not giving anything away, when they break up. Nothing really significant, yeah. And he goes back on the construction site, and they're having a coffee, him and his ex, and you know, he, he's so in this, he's latching on, He's she's clearly not thinking at all they're going to get back together or whatever, but he's just like so happy to just be having a coffee with her. <laughs> And hoping, that, hoping, yeah. you know, and then she goes, "This is not a good idea, and whatever, and and we shouldn't see each other anymore, even at this capacity." And he's like, "But I love you." And then he goes in for the hug, and her arms are just on her by her side, and he's like hugging her and crying. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh man, so sad, actually." Yeah. And but you know, it's sad, but he's really feeling it. Like the longer you live, the more, like the more. Uh, disappointment and love and celebration and great things you kind of just become like I know I'm going to survive you just know you'll survive so but when you're 20 and it's your first real heartbreak or being fired from a job or anything any yeah. disappointment it just feels so much more intense than it does when you're 40 because or 35 because you just feel like I've I've done this before and I've lived through it and I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, maybe wait till you're 25 to get into porn. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> daily dose. Daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose. Daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and headlines from Jim Graham. <laughs> that was a really funny introduction to the Daily Dose. Did you have something else to add, by the way? I didn't no, want to no, cut, it's but okay. I, th- I thought it would be a funny segue. No, it's funny. It's funny. It's kind of like when you're getting introduced from a comic before you, and they end on a really inappropriate, disgusting joke, and yeah. let's bring up your first act. And that's the first time I did anal. All exactly. right, your next act coming to the stage. <laughs> oh. Oh, that made me nervous. I know. I felt like I was being introduced. I know. I'm like freaked out because I feel like uh, what's what am I going to do the next time I have to do stand-up comedy? I haven't been on stage since the last week of February. I'm actually excited now because I went through all these phases. At first, when the lockdown started, I was good with the break. I didn't miss it for a while. Then I was like, ugh, I don't even care if I go back. Then I was nervous to the thought of going back. Now I'm actually looking forward to it and excited. Yeah, it's it'll be fine. I um, think on July 4th, I'm going to do a, uh, sorry, we're, we'll no, get to the okay. Daily Dose in one sec. On July 4th, I said yes, we'll see. I mean, schedules change all the time, but I'm going to be doing a show in somebody's backyard. Oh, no way. In front of 20 people. French? A French set, yeah. When is your corporate? Uh Oh, my God. Oh, my God. On June 30th. I forgot about that in seven in one days. Week. That's English. That's what? for Microsoft. In one week. <laughs> oh my god, I need to poop. That you, that actually made me so nervous. Are you happy that I reminded you? Yeah, I really wasn't thinking about that. Luckily, it's only 15 minutes. Perfect. I'm going to do it here, sitting down, I think, just like this. Perfect. Or should I stand up? Well, Oh my god, I actually it. need to use the bathroom now. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. You said, you said, as soon as you said, when's your corporate? I'm like, corporate? Then I'm like, dun-dun-dun-dun, June 30th. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's coming up. Whoops. Oh, well. No, no, that'll be good. That'll be fine. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. It's I'm good that I let you know, though. I know. I'm trying to convince myself. I'm like, no, no, it'll be fine. So that'll be my first English set, even though it's a Zoom show, just to get that cadence going and the rhythm and the and the the um, language of comedy down. Mm-hmm. And then my first French set, I think, will be four days later, five days later at thing. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and I think I'm doing a pre-recorded set. We could do it together. We could do something together for the Canada Day celebration in Wakefield. Instead of a instead of a live show because of social distancing and everything, there, I I, f- I think a few artists will be performing live at the community center with no audience or anything like that, and and they're taking all the proper precautions, and that's going to be live streamed. Our friend Joe Wenkoff is live streaming the whole thing with his gear, and they're also going to play some pre-recorded um, acts, acts some music or whatever and uh, I've agreed to do a little thing it doesn't have to be stand up per se but just like a humor maybe we could do it together it's uh, the community center and uh, the local there's a WKFLD podcast here in Wakefield that is uh, they're all part of organizing this this community center thing so uh, anyway so we can talk about that off air, but wow, Canada Day is coming up real soon. I know, geez, now I'm all nervous about everything. Oh my God, Canada Day is really soon. It's in a week, basically. I thought you were gonna say it's in a week, baby. <laughs> like it's in just over a week. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. Okay, so here's your daily dose for Tuesday, June twenty third. COVID nineteen, of course, has changed the economy for. Uh, the bad, but also there's some industries that are really thriving. Interesting to learn about these statistics of what's happened since March and this pandemic has uh, occurred. Houses, for instance, the housing market, dramatic change. We talked uh, a few months, a couple months ago to Brendan McKeegan, who's a local real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that things are really affected because you can't do the open houses and everything else. So houses are going to see a drop and already have in prices by 20%. That's huge. So in some ways, you know, yeah, that's that sucks for the seller. But in other ways, housing prices were out of control. Yeah. They were out of control. I heard, aren't they raising the down payment thing? Yeah, I actually didn't see any of that in the news, but we should look into that because we had heard that over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in some ways that's good and in some ways that's bad. This April was the fr- was the worst for house sales in 40 years. I thought it would be even longer than 40 years. But I guess a thousand years. Yeah. Record lows for mortgage rates uh as well now. So that's that's another plus. You you can get a mortgage rate for much less. And also, if you're a buyer, it's a great time to buy a house, especially if you're interested in buying a house in a different, higher market, right? So that's yeah. good. The uh, This is crazy how much it has affected all areas of life. The Toronto, the TTC, the Toronto Transit System, has lost pretty much $100 million worth of fares. Yeah, that's the TTS you just said. I know. Toronto Transit Commission. They've lost what? A hundred thousand dollars? No, a hundred million. Oh, dollars I was going to say that's not fares. Wow, a hundred million. That's a lot of money, and I guess they were already not doing great. 
So that's the other thing is a lot of businesses that weren't already doing great are really suffering now. So if you're, you know, been in a position where you're doing well, it sucks because, you know, you, you were on the rise, but at least you're surviving. Mm-hmm. Bike sales are booming, which makes sense because people don't want to be on public transit next to people and in uh, too close to people. Uh, retail is, of course, suffering, especially ones that weren't positioned in a way to take advantage of e-commerce. Some some stores were already really doing well e-commerce-wise. Others were not in a rush to get that going. Reitman's Chains like Reitman's and Aldo have sought protection from creditors and a lot of other chains have have um, gone out of business. Shop- Shopify. Reitman's was still in business. I know. Reitman's actually, yeah, they've like well, I went survived in there. a lot. I went in there this past Christmas. You know how I shop for Christmas last minute? Yeah. Usually the 23rd and 24th. Mm-hmm. This year will be different. I vow to change that because it ruins you've, my Christmas Eve. You've gotten slightly better each year. Anyway, it's because I just spend uh, Christmas Eve in a mall frantic. Anyway, if you last start ordering year, stuff for me now, it might get here on time. Mm-hmm, get it? Because everything is taking a long time to go. Ha ha ha! Good one, Jen. Last year, I impulse buy. I was looking for things to buy for you, and I went into a Reitman's, and I'm like. <laughs> there's like bl- blouses and pants made out of the same material as the blouses like these long flung i'm like is the average age for reitman's clientele 89 yes and so i i slept this slept out s- stepped out of there even the uh yeah don't buy anything for me at reitman's even, even the saleswoman was like 69 she's like hi can i help you i'm like okay i think i'm in the wrong place which is sweet. I mean, whatever, but not yeah. no. It, it, in general, don't buy anything from Reitman's for me. Thank you. Lululemon is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Shopify uh, is an example of a business that has really boomed since this. I talked about this on another Daily Dose about how well they're doing. It's crazy. They're an Ottawa-based business that helps real-world stores sell online. It's grown from its original value at one billion to a hundred and forty billion dollars. Lululemon? No, no, that was Shopify. Oh, whoops. Mm-hmm. Wh- yeah. Where did I get Lululemon? I said that's where you should shop instead of Reitman's. Are you distracted? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. So there we go. The other thing that has changed is how people will regard work, where to work. So, Shopify itself. Uh, has a really fancy, apparently very fancy headquarters in Ottawa. Yes. But now they have allowed their employees to work from home permanently should they desire. So if they want to, they can work from home. My buddy works for Shopify. Which buddy? Matt. Oh, no, I think it's SurveyMonkey. Never mind. No, Hmm. maybe Shopify. Yeah, it's a really... Apparently it's a good place to work. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a fun place to work, like the environment. I did a keynote presentation for a high-tech sort of, it's like, um, I don't even know what they do, like high-tech and marketing. And I went to their office, and it was very cool because they had a boxing ring in the middle of it. Their lunchroom was amazing with all kinds of great snacks. They do a lot of fun things for their employees. So even when you do go to work, 
seems to me a lot of newer companies are really fun. Like the environment's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's changed a lot. You're fun. Thanks. Oh, me or the companies? What? Well, hello? You. Oh, thank you. So in other news, the Trump administration said Monday that it will be extending a ban on green cards issued outside the United States until the end of the year and adding many temporary work visas to the freeze. So there's a lot of... They're banning that right now, having work visas. And it made me think about the when we were in New York mm-hmm. and how I had a work visa. And and then I started to think, like, this pandemic is, has affected so many industries in so many ways you're not even aware of. Like, for instance, if it's harder to get or impossible to get a work visa right now, would, would that mean that that would affect Canada's show business in a positive way? Because a lot of people can't actors and comedians that are going down to going up to the states to pursue their career <laughs> going down to up to the states to yeah would they going down would they to up stay to the states? well i changed it to up to up to the oh states? no it's down to down to the states so would they you know would they then focus on being here in canada because well, they'll ha- they'd have to so would that improve things right so i wonder I wonder. Also, instead of depending on, it's really, really emphasizing the importance of local, mm-hmm. supporting local business. Here's another uh, changing gears here. Here's another story that's surprising in a way to me. Justin Bieber is denying allegations posted online that he sexually assaulted a woman in Austin, Texas in 2014. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, 2014? How old was Justin Bieber at, in 2014? Must have been very young. We would have been, yeah, like 17 maybe or something. The Stratford, Ontario-born musician took to his Twitter account to detail why he says the allegations, which were posted online by a person who identified themselves as Danielle, never took place. He said in a statement that has been spread on Twitter, the person said that she was invited to meet Bieber after a show and then was invited to the Four Seasons Hotel. On March 9th, 2014, the person says he cons- they consented to kiss Bieber in a hotel room, but then the person alleges he raped her. He says he normally doesn't go on social media to address any of these things because I guess he's had other allegations before. He says there is no truth to this story. In fact, as I will show soon, I was never present at that location. He said he was in Austin... That that's true. That part was true, and he did perform at a surprise show at part of the South by Southwest Music Festival. But he says he did not stay at the Four Seasons Hotel, and instead stayed with his then girlfriend Selena Gomez at an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And he has photos of the receipts. But who knows, right? Who knows? Over the weekend, a second Twitter user also accused Bieber of a sexual assault. Yikes! Alleging it happened in 2015. Hmm. So he hasn't officially responded to that. Yikes. That You know what? It, I know that people are wanting to be famous, but there's a lot of crappy things about being famous. Mm-hmm. For instance, if he is innocent, you know, people will go after you. Yeah. If he is. I'm not saying he is. Uh, it's not looking good that there's a second person accusing him. No, it's not, Jenny. Here's some good news. Prevention and testing have been critical to exercise to deal with the coronavirus but what about treating it there's not a lot of uh, treatments so far that have been super effective 
Researchers at Oxford University in the UK announced last week that a low-dose steroid treatment, which costs about $6 per dose, is widely available and is widely available, can reduce the risk of death by one-third for patients on ventilators and by one-fifth for those on oxygen. This is the only drug so far that has been shown to reduce mortality, and it reduces it significantly. Doctors typically use the drug called dexamethasone to reduce inflammation in their patients. It is an effective treatment for a wide range of conditions, including asthma, arthritis, and some skin problems. He says that it is fantastic that the treatment demonstrated to reduce mortality is one that is instantly available and affordable worldwide. This is uh, Professor Martin Landry. So that's really good news because they're starting to learn, like, trying different things and figuring out that some things are working. And it's good that this is, like, an inexpensive drug that Mm -hmm. is accessible. So that is your Daily Dose for today. All right. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Daily Dose. (laughs) Daily Dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and headlines from Jim Gray. I heard a vertebrae in my neck. Ouch. Okay, we'll get Douglas on the phone here in just a moment. But before, speaking of which. This episode of the Julian Dion Show is brought to you by Reitman's. Yes, <laughs> Reitman's. I want Reitman's to have a different song. <laughs> this episode of the Julian Dion Show is brought to you by Reitman's. <laughs> if you don't know who Justin Bieber is, you are the perfect clientele for Reitman's. <laughs> Come on over and get a blouse that matches blouse pants. Same material... <laughs> Same fabric, same color. <laughs> We're a blouse onesie, basically. Reitman's. We're not going to promise it's not fire retardant. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Care- careful. I know. As I said that, I was like, <laughs> is that the right term? You're going to get canceled. Is that the right term? Yes, it is. Shit. It is, it is. Okay, thank goodness. This Reitman's. episode, of course, of the Julian Dion comedy show. What? <laughs> Shit. I don't know. Sorry. Julian Day on Comedy Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Julian Dion Show is brought to you once again by Gringo's Blazing Sauces. That's right. Go to Gringo's Blazing Sauces for a wide selection of the best salsas, hot sauces, jellies, and grilling salsas, sauces, sauces uh, that you can find. Our friend and yours, Doug Knight and his wife, Laura, they're obsessed with finding the perfect balance between heat and flavor, and they nail it every time. They sure do. Honestly, some of the best stuff ever. I love hot sauce. I've been uh, a big proponent. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with me? Proponent? I know. I love it. Do yourself and the hot sauce lover in your life a favor and go to gringosblazingsauces.com. It's free shipping for orders over $40. So good. And they ship all over North America. Free shipping for Canadian orders. Uh, I'm really not. It's not flowing today. And if you order in Ottawa, you'll get a chance most likely to meet Doug Knight. He will uh, deliver right at your door. He's very hands-on, grassroots. I thought you were going to say handsome. That too. Very handsome devil. Also, can I just mention that 
that. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no, you're doing the jink. Go ahead. Sorry. Gringosblazingsauces.com. Go to Gringosblazings. What were you going to say? Well, this is really important. You know, you get to know Doug. He he was over. Is it over. like during the commercial thing important? Yeah, kind of, because it was just about that, and oh. I didn't want to forget it, because it's important. All right. Him and his wife, Laura. Aw- awesome people. No, no, we don't need that part. That's okay. Do it. They're really nice people. Really nice. They... <laughs> really nice but they really give a shit about the give product to the point where they you know how like a lot of businesses have they grow to the point where it just get they lose control over grow the too inc- fast no no, no no i don't like that it's a commercial keep going I, I get distracted every time you do that though you're like my hype man plow through okay mass produced things can sometimes lose the finesse scaling oh my god and he really wants to make sure that the product is exactly right for his consumers. So that attention to detail, you don't understand how good these sauces are. He's one con- he's placed. I think he's got second Finishing place. Finishing two in seconds. A, in a contest by GringosBlazingSauces.com. They are perfect timing. That was very challenging. Well, it's not easy doing what I do. Funny enough, Trump tweeted just now, cases, oh shit. Cases are going up in the United States because we are doing far more testing than any other country. If we weren't testing in much as much, the numbers would be low. There you go. Boom. I just saw that because there's a little bit of a delay on the video. I just saw you doing that hand on the face dance. It was funny. Yeah. All right. So go to gringosblazingsauces.com. And until then, we're going to get Doug Knight on the Fizzone. Here, let's see if we can get him on. Where is it? Where's my screen? Where's my screen? Where is it? Mm. Where's my screen? Oh, please stop saying that. Uh. Am I full screen right now? Yep. Mind you, there's a delay, so. Let's see. There we go. I know, I can hear the birds. And once again, we apologize to our Apple and Spotify listeners. The audio cut out just a bit, but you didn't miss anything. I catch it right on time, every time. And I believe we're live with Douglas Knightington, Doug Knight for short, from Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Are you there, Doug? Good morning, sir. How are you? Doug, I'm good. How are you, (laughs) buddy? Good morning, Doug. Just live it. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you? Good. Were you going to say just live in the dream? Uh, you know what? I'm actually anxiously waiting for my new tortilla press to come in the mail. Shut up. Ooh, <laughs> you got one. fun. Yeah. Dang. So we ordered some harina flour yesterday and a new corn tortilla press, and I'm going to probably become obsessed with making tortillas and tacos. Fun. We, Jen and I, for the <laughs> listeners, we've been making... Uh, I worked in a Mexican restaurant for five years, Play Cabana, in Toronto. My buddy Dave Sidhu, the owner there. Actually, he's guest number one of the, the show. So if you go all the way back to first episode, my buddy Dave, I interviewed him. And uh, what was the point of that? Oh, yeah, w- making uh, tacos and homemade tortillas. So we've been making tacos for in the lockdown for a while. Actually, pre-lockdown for the last year and a bit. And making the tortillas at home, and we've become obsessed. So good. 
And we hadn't made them for other people yet, so we were very excited to have Doug and Laura over so we could get them to taste the tacos. And so we had tacos. Delicious. They were incredible, guys. Like, I was, like, in heaven. Only made better by your hot sauce. It was like being in Mexico again. Yeah. Love it. All right, Doug. So today we're going to taste some new product that we uh, that I've yet to taste. Awesome. I'm going to taste one that I've tasted the previous version, but is a little different, Venus Rising. So I have got like 21 bottles in front of me right now. I'm going to pick a few. <laughs> I'm going to try the I'm going to try about four or five and then we'll we can do another tasting another time just cuz I don't want to uh Oh, you know what? I haven't tasted a a, ja- a jelly yet, so I'm going to try that. I'm just picking. I've had this before. Okay, so I've got four chosen things here. Okay. I picked, I'll tell you what I picked, and then you can tell me which order I should do them. So we have Smoldering Ambrosia. Okay, so that's mildest, one of my milder ones. Okay. Okay. We've got Papaya Assassin. Excellent. That's going to be on the hotter side. Okay, we've got the hot new version of Venus Rising, 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 Rising. Yeah, this one's going to bring bring some serious heat to the table. That'll definitely be the last one you'll be trying this morning. Okay, I've got the smoked red pepper jam. Jam, jam. All right, so I would say we're going to start with... One more, sorry to interrupt. Ghost pepper pepper salsa. Oh, excellent, excellent. excellent. So we'll do these five, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, so I would start uh, smoldering. Here we go, smoldering Uh, ambrasia. What can you tell us about this sauce, Douglas? So smoldering ambrosia, um, really fun, easy sauce to use in a lot of different things. Um, I do a risotto with it. I add it into a lot of things like burgers, add it to tacos. The entire recipe is cooked in a smoker, so you're going to get this really authentic smoky flavor, and it's a really nice blend of of, uh, tomatillo and tomato. And it's just a really nice all-around sauce. When I started the company, uh, I didn't eat as hot as I do now. And that was my kind of my go-to, and it, it, it actually goes phenomenal in the Caesar because you get this nice smoky undertone in the background. There you go. Um, but that's the smoldering ambrosia. And then when you go from oh, there, you're going to go to yeah. the smoked red pepper jam. Very tomato-y. That is fucking delicious. Yeah, not spicy at all. It's kind of a nice a entry level heat. for people. Sorry? It definitely has some heat, for sure. Yeah, there's a little bit there. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's hard once you get to a point when you've been eating so many things that are so hot. It's it's challenging. Like you you taste some of the milder stuff and you're like, oh yeah, there's no hot, there's no spice there. <laughs> well, trying it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach with a tablespoon full, I can tell you there's a definitely some heat to it. I mean, yeah, nothing too crazy, but a nice mild heat balanced with some delicious flavor really pops. <laughs> Hi. Nice. okay so next you would recommend the smoked red pepper jam yeah so this is nice and smoky Uh, the beauty of this one I made this sauce as a jam as opposed to a jelly for a couple different reasons what's the difference between a jam and a jelly if you could so a jelly you're going to have to use a lot more sugar to set it whereas a jam is more of a liquid state um so you're going to rely a lot on the natural pectins of the fruit. You're not really going to add mm. a lot of pectin to it. What's the difference um, between a jam and a salsa? Uh, jam sweet and sugary. Salsa's not. Right. <laughs> I'm asking. 
I'm asking uh, for not for me. I obviously knew <laughs> I meant for the idiots out there. The, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> is it the, is it is it called smoked red pepper jam? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Does so, it? And, what and do you use that for? It's amazing in a grilled cheese. Oh yeah. So you use that in a grilled cheese with some old cheddar and ham. Uh, I oh, we dip our pizza crust in gosh. it. So my wife's celiac, so a lot of this stuff. Uh, I kind of made with the idea this would replace a lot of dips, and that's and uh, and we could use it as a glaze. We could use it to toss wings yeah. in. Um, oh my god, it's, that's it's really, really really tasty. Charcuterie and, board, uh, maybe. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like a charcuterie board, maybe. Oh, charcuterie board, brie, really, wow, really, really that's nice. That's really good. Yes, I could picture this exactly with a little bit of brie. That's delicious. A little bit of yeah, even in an omelet with sweet. some brie and pear. Oh, yeah, totally. Yum, that's really good. Available, of course, on gringosblazingsauces.com. If you are just joining us, our pal and yours, Doug Knight, is on the phone. Founder and CEO of Gringos Blazing Sauces, based here in Ottawa. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. Always. And talk about the sauce. And now, what do you recommend, papaya assassin or ghost pepper salsa next? Because we'll finish. I would go ghost pepper salsa. Ghost pepper salsa. So, so it's it's like our, our it's like our spiced up version of our smoked tomato. Uh, we really all we did to change this recipe was we took smoked tomato, we took the jalapenos out, and added uh, ghost pepper in. And ghost pepper is on the scale of peppers, how hot? So you're looking a ghost pepper can range between eight eight hundred thousand to one point two million in the Scoville side. It's about it's about third or fourth uh, on the official rank peppers. Um, you've got reapers at the top, uh, moringa scorpions, and then usually ghost peppers are right there at three. It sounds hot. The name ghost pepper sounds hot. When you say millions yeah. on the scale, what's a low end? Like, does it go to zero? Well, no, but like jalapeno would be like, you know, 800 Scoville. Oh, okay. Whereas the ghost pepper's a million. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's quite a substantial jump, but it's, you know what I'm finding as you get move along this road with the peppers is that the all the peppers have different uh, heat heat effects. Like they're they hit your mouth differently. Like a reaper's in your throat. Ghost kind of lingers on your tongue. Um, scorpions are really sharp and immediate. Um, it, you know, but you get all these different effects from different mm. peppers. And the ghost one has an amazing flavor. It's it, it's just whether or not you can tolerate the heat that comes with it. Yeah, it's not crazy hot. It's definitely got some. Um, I'm feeling it in the middle of my tongue. Yeah, it's not it's not one that I would say is over the top. Wow, we try with really the salsas. You're gonna eat like uh, half a cup of this at a time. By the half cup point, you'll you'll notice the ghost pepper's been there. Yeah, I, your salsas know, uh, are so good. We did the uh, Pacquiao ghost pepper uh, taco chips last night, and uh, I had to stop after four. It yeah. was so hot. What was the one we had on the weekend? A fire and brimstone. Oh, fire and brimstone, the ghost and reaper. Yeah, that one is unbelievably hot. That one's just about empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah that... you were eating that. It was incredible how much you ate of that. I couldn't believe it. It's so good. I love the uh, lime juice in your salsas. It makes it, it's so fresh. I mean, it's not uh, super obvious, the lime juice, but you can kind of just. Yeah, see, freshness. I, I think, you know, when you're building recipes, I mean, it's all about balance. I mean, I uh, I was super excited about how, how uh, 
the salsas came out with the lime juice and the cilantro because nothing is overwhelming, but everything sort of builds to that one flavor point, right? Right. So you're you're getting a whole bunch of flavors in there, but nothing is taking it over. Like you you've got all sorts of different things. It's kind of like hitting a going through a little roller coaster ride of flavors. Now next here, I like that roller coaster ride of flavors on the roller coaster of life. Hi, I'm Doug Knight. <laughs> That's how you should start all of your talks when you start doing talks somewhere. Uh, papaya assassin. Here we go. So, what can we expect? I see the first ingredients so are papaya ginger. So this is a this is a this is a really good sauce. It's super spicy. We use fresh papaya. I caramelize shallots at the beginning of the process to really stimulate all the natural shallots. sugars in the in the uh, papaya, and then uh, we bring it all home with a good amount of ghost peppers and a nice little tandoori finish in the background. Oh my God! Yeah, woo! <laughs> oh fuck, yeah, that's hot. That's good. Yeah, oh, it's not joke. That's joke. really that's good. Is that your new fave? That might be up there. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! You just I love, love the heat. Eh? <laughs> well, it, this there's no delay. As soon as I put it in my mouth, woo! Yeah, that's got a very high concentration of ghost peppers. It's it is oh, a very very hot wowza. sauce. I'm going in for my second tablespoon. Whoa! Because I oh want I want to nail the first thing I taste. Yeah, you get like that. Is there anything smoked in here? Oh my god! Yeah. It one. is spicy. Like I actually had a person that bought my sauce, and I guess someone had said that my stuff wasn't crazy hot. So they had ordered a bottle of this, and the lady wrote me back that night, and she's like, listen, we just tried the papaya assassin, and we just wanted to say thank you because you just totally lit us up tonight. Yeah. So they were pretty blown away by the heat level. And, and it is a pretty intense sauce. Like it really, it really is for those people that are real pepperheads that want something that's really going to come out. Pepperhead. I like, I like that. I've never heard that before, but I'm definitely a pepperhead. <laughs> and appropriate, uh, appropriately, you've got two ninja stars on the cover there. I feel like I was ninja starred in the throat and tongue. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's it, good. it was uh, totally kind of uh, a play on the name for sure. We got to bring back the Ninja Star as a society. <laughs> you can't even talk. It's so good. <laughs> that one, I think this it's it's because very similarly, I think my favorite is Sizzling Nirvana, which we're going through like crazy here. And uh, excuse me. Oh my god. Excuse me. <laughs> the uh, yeah, that was really Nirvana is, uh, intense. Well, it's intense, but I like the the juxtaposition of that that fruit. At first, it, it you have a millisecond of like, oh, it's fruit, and then spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it just hangs, right? It's like oh, uh, it's hanging. It's hanging. It's really ten. interesting how that happened. Hanging ten. All right, let's finish off with uh, this one I've had before, and it actually is uh, Jenny's favorite, I believe, or one of my favorites too. Venus rising. Venus yep. rising. What can you tell us about Venus rising? So Venus rising, super super complex sauce. Lots and lots and lots of flavors in there. Like there's about 25 different flavor notes. It's it's a sauce that because of the intensity of the heat, there's a there's a really good concentration of Carolina Reapers and ghost peppers in there. You're going to get caramelized onion. We deglaze the pot with a 10-year-old bourbon. 
we had uh, spices like uh, pepperberry from Australia. We've got real organic honey in there. It's just a really, really complex sauce. You're going to get big flavors. It's savory. And then you're and it's got real cocoa in there as well. And then you're gonna get this totally big different. ghost pepper <laughs> reaper finished. Totally different <laughs> flavor. It's like um, you get hit. Uh, I think it's the honey at first. You <laughs> <laughs> you really feel at first the uh, the honey because it's a different like the papaya. It's a different sweetness. It's like a fresh fruit at first, and then the heat. This you get like think maybe the honey at first because it's a little sweet. Oh, the dark, well, it's the dark honey cherries. and the smokiness and the cherries, the dark oh. cherries in there, you know. Hold on, but I then that there. ghost and reaper just hammers you. Like it's just so <laughs> intense. Like that that back of the throat heat, like from the reaper, and you're just like it's like you're you're salivating almost at the back of your mouth because it's just so hot, and your body your body's like I don't know what to do but salivate. <laughs> Yeah, I just had another papaya assassin just to compare. Yeah, it's a different sweetness. It's um. I can't believe how much you can eat of that, Jules. Just I'll straight try, up like that. I'll try one more time. The Venus I know, like rising. 8.30 in the morning, I would die right now. Well, I won't usually, but uh, I also have to add entertainment value to this, so uh, my pain and suffering, if it can entertain anybody, I'm a whore, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, my God. And now, well, I love the energy, and woo! I love the fact that you just keep going back for more. Oh my God! Those I can are... see it in your face, like you're sweating, eh? Yeah, I've got some uh, eyelid sweat <laughs> happening. <laughs> I can't believe I... we can do this. This is insane. And since I've known you in the le- eleven years, you've gotten more and more tolerant for hot sauce. I can't believe what it, you can it is... eat. It happens really fast, Jim. Like I couldn't eat any of this stuff. Like I was eating down the low side, and now it's like an obsession. Like food is just a vessel to get my hot sauce to me. Yeah, it's addictive, eh? It is truly. Well, like Jules, didn't you say that uh, people used to? It was like a drug, almost like the elite in society used it to. It used to be reserved for royalty. Uh, peppers. Oh my god! And now. Uh, <laughs> you gonna be okay, fella, or what? <laughs> yeah, hold on one second. You didn't even get to the watermelon ghost pepper jelly. Oh, is this hot? I've got it here. Yeah, it's hot. Oh, it is hot. This year? Okay, let me try it. Hold on. Yeah, this will be nice and refreshing because it's you're gonna get some nice sweetness in here. It'll kind of so- settle your palate down a little bit, but you're you're definitely gonna get some ghost pepper heat from this too, though. <laughs> if- oh. <laughs> It started so mild, I was so cocky. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> My lids are soaking wet. I've made that mistake a couple times. All right. So the go. jelly is good for also charcuterie and sandwiches. Yeah, and beautiful like for charcuterie. It's amazing to if you nuke it for 20 seconds to bring it back to a liquid state and use it to glaze with or like salmon or uh, or some chicken wings. Oh, my God. And then just some, some smoked sea salt after. Mm. Really, really tasty. I like how you said nuke it. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, that's not something I'd use a lot either, but like for a jelly when you want to bring it back to right. the, the old liquid state, it works oh, yeah. beautifully. It has uh, the, um, you really taste the fruit first, and then, yeah, that, oh, fuck, it's coming now, like five seconds later. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fun. 
I, I love when we could sample this at the markets. I would do samplings, and it would be people, they try it, eh? and they're like so excited. At first, they're like, oh, my God, the watermelon's so good. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, real watermelon reduction. And then they're like, oh, my God, it's so hot. <laughs> but it goes so well with a nice creamy cheese. Like a, Ooh, it would, yeah. Gouda, like you melt oh, it over yeah. some Gouda. Oh, man. Okay, the next time we hang out, Doug, we got to do a charcuterie board or something with all these things. Actually, next Absolutely. time. Absolutely. We hang out. We'll do uh We can try out your tortilla press, maybe. We'll do a live. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, I'm breathing yeah. heavily into the microphone here. Is yeah, there... Doug, next time you try the tortilla press, we can do tacos at your place, maybe. It's very unappealing, yeah, but is that rude? No, not at all. Is that too pushy? I want to remind you guys to go to uh <sighs> You guys are always welcome. Hold it. hang in there, Julian. <laughs> well, I'm loving it. It's suffering but loving at the same time. All right, Dougie, we love you. That's Doug Knight of Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Go so to gringosblazingsauces.com. Oh, God. You all right? Thanks so much, guys, for having, having us and or having me. And, uh, you know, enjoy the sauces. Stay spicy. Yeah. Stay. Sp- Is that your sign-off? That's my sign-off. I love it. I like it. Stay mm-hmm. spicy. Okay, right. Dougie, we'll talk soon, brother. You betcha. Peace. Have a great day, guys. Bye, you too. There he goes. That's uh, Doug Knight of Gringo's Blazing Sauces. <clears throat> Can I get you anything? Or? No, I've got some shake here. I love it. Like, it sounds awful to listen to. I apologize for our Apple subscribers. <laughs> this is basically what it sounds like when we make love. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Jen, could you skim through the comments, please? And We're actually see? all caught up. I didn't hear one comment today. Yeah, there wasn't really any. Oh, wow. We're, we're, there's like a lot of good mornings and and then PM had popped in to say good morning but had to take off right away. Simon Lovern Perso said good morning. Um, Simon said, can you adjust the volume of my baby with the console? <laughs> Let's see. And that's pretty much it. David McKay just said, just placed my order. Can't wait to try some sauces. Oh, nice. All right. There we go, guys. And then Matt Murdoch says, uh, he's going to (laughs) chow. He's going to chow. Oh, this guy's going to chow. Oh, that's so fun that that David uh, placed the order. That's awesome. You're going to love it, David. So good. You really will. And we really do. Hi. You okay? Uh, Not really. (laughs) that is our show from uh, lemon press studios in the gatineau hills on a tuesday thank you for being with us thanks for watching on facebook thanks for listening wherever you are we appreciate it we appreciate you jen love you love you we'll see you uh tomorrow everybody monday to fridays at 7 a.m on facebook 7 a.m eastern and on on demand on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and more Give us a share, why don't you? And enjoy your day. That's it. We'll see you then. And as always, watch your head. Waste of time. Beautiful waste of time. Waste of time. I went to school. Yeah, I learned a lot. Got a degree. And what I'm not, you spend your life looking for what you already got.
Time, a waste of time. 